Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Reichel, and this is the Betting Barrier Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network. The only place of the show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at Rice Shell Radio. On this week's show, we're going to be talking about the San Francisco 49ers and their upcoming football game over the next week from a betting perspective. But before we get into any of that, I'm going to have a quick word from our sponsor. All the major sports are in action this week with the college football playoffs ready to kick off. BetOnline is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info, including news on pro football, the NBA, upcoming fights, and NHL games this season. Head to the website today to get into the action and see all the updated odds for the week. Remember to use the promo code Believe B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ben Warrior Podcast. For one break, we discuss the plan for this episode. Once again, I'm going to talk about the Niners' upcoming Week 15 matchup against the Cardinals from a betting perspective. But before we get into any of that, do want to recap what happened last week, both for the Niners and for our picks. For the Niners, they keep rolling as they ended up beating Seattle by double digits. As for us, decent episode ended up splitting. Had the Niners minus the 10.5, and we also had the over 46.5. And then there was some serious injury news that took place after the show aired, as we heard that Geno Smith was a late scratch on Sunday afternoon as Drew Locke got the start. Locke wasn't that bad, had a couple of turnovers late, but for the most part, he was okay. But the Niners' offense was rolling for the most part, scored 28 points. McCaffrey almost scored on the first touch of the game, and the Niners won the game by 12. So overall, great game for the Niners. They basically wrapped up the division as far as I'm concerned, especially since the Rams ended up losing to the Ravens in overtime, courtesy of a punt return. But the point is the Niners are now four games clear of Seattle and the uh, yeah and Los Angeles, so it does seem like the division title will remain in San Francisco, but either way, point is the Cardinals are a lost cause. They are 3-10. and 10. They did not play last week, so it's actually a decent scheduling spot for them, which might explain why money has come in on the Cardinals and why the line has dropped from about 14 to 12.5, but either way, the point is the Cardinals are still not a very good team, but they're entering this game following a bye and a very nice road win against the Steelers. Now, I know the Steelers eventually ended up losing to New England in the game after, but the Cardinals still went into a tough environment and won by double digits, so nice win by them there. Uh, but to recap the actual uh, stats for the two games, I'm going to start off with the Cardinals game because that was two weeks ago, but going through their game against the Steelers, a couple of weather delays made the timing of the game pretty weird because there was no flow, but the Cardinals ended up opening up a 24-3 lead in the fourth quarter before the Steelers scored a meaningless touchdown with about four and a half minutes to go. As for the stats, Kyler really didn't do much because he only had 145 passing yards and one touchdown. Once again, the weather was not great, so it did seem like the ground game was the main focal point of attack. But the ground game was great because James Conner, against his old team in Pittsburgh, was very good as he had 105 yards and two touchdowns. Michael Carter had 25 yards, and Kyler Murray also had 20 yards. Uh, for the receiving core, Trey McBride had a very good game, as he had 89 yards on eight catches and a touchdown. Uh, you had basically nobody else doing anything, but once again, McBride was the shining light of that receiving core. As for the actual uh, Kyler stats, besides the passing yards, I want to mention he had one touchdown, no picks, sacked twice, QBR of 53.6, and he also 
uh, ended up losing two fumbles, but they were both uh, out of bounds, I believe. So the point is Kyler did fumble a couple of times, but they didn't turn it over. And that was definitely a big reason why they were able to get the job done. But you're looking at the uh, Cardinals defense. They did end up sacking the Steelers quarterbacks a total of zero times. Gave up 130 rushing yards, but like the Cardinals, the Steelers mostly used a run-first attack. But they were able to recover a fumble from Trubisky, so you ended up seeing the likes of Dante Stills, who ended up recovering that fumble from Trubisky. But either way, the point is the defense was pretty good in general. It wasn't amazing, but it was good enough as it only allowed the Steelers to record about 310 total yards. So the Cardinals had a nice win there, uh, but once again, they did have a bye last week, so they should be relatively healthy. Now, as for the Niners, I mentioned before, they ended up winning the game by double digits. Wasn't the easiest game throughout, uh, but they ended up doing enough to shut down Seattle's offense for basically the last uh, 10 minutes, and that was the story of the game. But the Niners offensively, in that game, were solid as they had 28 points. Purdy had 300-plus passing yards as he tried to boost his MVP candidacy. Dak should be the favorite after what happened on Sunday night, but still the point is Purdy is right there as he had 368 passing yards with two passing touchdowns and one interception. Sacked three times, QBR of 66.1. The ground game was solid by McCaffrey as he had 145 yards and no touchdowns. Mason had the touchdown uh, after the long McCaffrey 72-yard run on the first drive as Mason punched it in and ended up having a touchdown on four carries. And Debo Samuel had one carry for one yard and a touchdown. So for the for the uh, receiving core, Debo was great once again, had 149 yards on seven catches and a touchdown. So Debo had back-to-back games with multiple touchdowns. You saw Ayuk have a good game as well as he had 126 yards and Kittle did get loose for that 44-yard touchdown. And that ended up being the main bulk, pretty much all of the receiving yards. But for the actual fumbles, you saw Ayuk get chased down from behind as he ended up fumbling right after uh, you saw the interception by Drew Locke, the first one, I believe. As for the actual Niners defense, they ended up sacking Drew Locke four times, and they also forced two interceptions. So to go through the numbers there, you ended up seeing Nick Bosa record one and a half sacks, Cleveland Farrell had a sack, and Kinwa had half a sack. And you also saw Randy Gregory getting a sack. But as for the interceptions, you ended up seeing uh, Jair Brown had one. And you also ended up seeing Fred Warner have one. There was a lateral sequence where DK suplexed Warner. And as a result, there were some return yards for Greenlaw. But Brown and Warner had the interceptions. But the Niners, for the most part, had a pretty straightforward win. They were leading most of the game. Seattle made it interesting a couple of times, but eventually the Niners went up double digits again, and Seattle did not score in the fourth quarter. So overall, Niners keep rolling as they are 5-1 and one at home, and if you want to look at their recent winning streak, following that midseason three-game losing streak, the bye helped to reset everything, and they've won five straight, they won five straight with every win coming by at least 12 points. And now they're going to take on the Cardinals on the road, so you can make an argument the Niners have not looked as sharp on the road. They're still 5-2, and two, so they've still been a good road team in general. But I mentioned before how all of the last five wins were by 12-plus points. The line is 12-and-a-half, and the over-under is at 47-and-a-half. Now, the Cardinals, once again, were off of a bye, so they should be relatively healthy in this matchup. As for the Niners, I don't think anybody seriously, uh, seriously got injured in that game or anybody of note, serious note, got injured in that game 
last week in Seattle. So both teams should be relatively healthy, but I do think it's worth mentioning that the Cardinals do have extra prep time. If you believe that matters, I'm not sure if it does or not because the Niners are clearly the more talented team and the Cardinals are one of the worst teams in the entire league. But for the injury report, it does seem like Armstead is not going to play against the Cardinals. Uh, besides that, though, you ended up seeing Hargrave, who did not practice. Uh, Ward didn't practice. Greenlaw didn't practice. And Burks didn't practice. But that could be precautionary. They might be limited later, uh, closer to the game. So for me, I am going to go with a relatively clean injury report. If I had to give my brief summary of it, a couple of guys missing practice. Armstead's probably not going to play, but everyone else should be active. So besides that, I do think that you're looking at a good spot for the Niners to show up against a bad team. And the only thing stopping them is playing with their food. I do think that they can, if they show up for this game fully motivated, they can win this game by 20 easily. But I do think they're going to play down the competition a little bit since they're away from home. They've been dominant. They basically wrapped up the division. The only concern against what I just said is the fact that the Eagles ended up losing in their game against the Cowboys. So now... The one seed's available for the taking, especially since the Niners did beat the Cowboys and the Eagles in their head-to-head -head meetings. So the Niners can be fighting for the lone buy in the new playoff format as well as home field throughout the NFC playoffs. So there's going to be some motivation in general, but you might not be able to help it where you're against the bottom feeder and you might just be automatically looking down to your competition. But as for the Cardinals, Hollywood Brown ended up not participating in practice on Wednesday, so he might not play. Everybody else, though, does seem to be active. So for me, I think I'm going to assume both teams are pretty healthy. Hollywood Brown, though, is a pretty big deal, so keep an eye out for him. But for the sake of this matchup, they ended up, sorry, looking at the uh, first meeting in which Dobbs was the quarterback. The Niners ended up covering in that game as they won by 19. Pretty misleading because they had a serious miracle cover because the Cardinals dropped a couple of goal line touchdowns there, and the game ended. So... I do think the Niners are going to be up by at least 14 at some point in this game. The question is, do I think they can hold on? And I think they can. Now, I do think that Kyler is a quarterback that's a lot more talented than Dobbs, obviously. Is he worth the big contract they're paying him? No. Do I think that he's a winning quarterback? Not really. I know a lot of people have called Justin Herbert a social media quarterback because he has these crazy throws and doesn't win as many games as he should. I think that applies actually to Kyler Murray because he's a guy who runs around the pocket all the time, has crazy highlights where he's juking past people. But you look at the amount of sacks he takes and the big losses on sacks because he refuses to get rid of the ball because he thinks his mobility can allow him to extend plays as long as he can. He makes a lot of really dumb decisions. And I do think that the Niners pass rush is going to feast in this matchup. The Cardinals offensive line is not great. And Kyler, I do think, is going to be running for his life for a large portion of this matchup. So I'm actually going to link to the Niners. I know that at 14, the line dropped. So I do think there might be some value in the Niners now if you want to buy low after a basically a two-point line move against where the line opened. But the Cardinals are off a buy, which might help initially. But I still don't think this offense is that great. And I do think that if Hollywood Browns are not going to play, they really don't have many, if any, great receiving options. McBride's good, but I think that the Niners linebacking core is good enough to cover him, and their other receivers aren't that great. So for me, give me McCaffrey and company to have a big game on the ground. I think that Arizona, I know that they beat the Steelers, but the Steelers turned out to be extremely fraudulent after losing to New England, giving the Niners to win this game by at least two touchdowns. But I am going to go with the under in this game. I do think the Cardinals' defense is not good, but 
I do think the Niners defense is good enough to really get after Kyler and to limit this Arizona offense. So I am going to go with the under in this spot, and I do think that the Niners will probably win this game somewhere in the realm of trying to think of a score on the top of my head. Give me a 30-13 to 13 type final, and then I'm going to assume this game goes under the total. So once again, my picks for this Week 15 matchup between the Niners and the Cardinals. Give me the Niners minus 12.5, and, and give me the under 47.5. That's going to wrap it up for this episode. Find me again on Twitter, at Rice Show Radio. We'll be back once again next week to talk about the Niners' upcoming Week 16 game against the Baltimore Ravens, which will be a Christmas game, so keep an eye out for that. But until next time, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.